I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 158 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I have a fellow fatherhood podcaster joining me today. He has been in the game now for four years, so I'm very excited to speak with and learn from Larry Hagner, the host of the Dad Edge podcast. He'll be out here in just a minute, so please stick around for the interview. Next week is going to be another exciting week celebrating fatherhood here. I got a five banger for you, five fresh episodes of content. So follow me over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out just who will be joining me. I'll give you a couple of hints. One of the dads is a former NFL first round draft pick. And another one of the dads that's joining me is an actor who portrayed one of my former guests on the podcast here. So that's going to be exciting. A little twist, a little new angle for you. So please Follow me over on Instagram for the latest guest announcements. And talking about Instagram there, Instagram and Facebook both took a nosedive yesterday. I wasn't able to log on to either one of them after my initial posts of the morning. And that was a little bit frustrating. I'm sure many of you guys out there experienced the same thing as well. Still to come on the show tomorrow is former Navy SEAL Brandon Cruz. Don't miss a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. The Navy SEALs never disappoint when they join me here. Yesterday, I was a guest on Troy Brown's podcast, The Persistence Factor. That episode drops next Thursday. I'll be promoting that on social media so you guys don't forget to check it out. Troy is a first-class father and former guest as well here. You can hear my conversation with him on my podcast if you scroll it back to episode 105. My two Bachelor episodes really crushed the downloads, which was so cool to see. I wasn't sure what type of reaction I was going to get from you guys, but you've been hitting me up with such positive feedback for the most part about them. I was watching a bit of the show as I was promoting and tweeting my face off, trying to promote my episodes there during the finale, and it just amazed me how they were promoting premarital sex on the show. The host kept asking the guy if he nailed the woman that he chose, and people were booing in the audience because he wouldn't reveal the answer to that. It's almost as if the host and the audience were just cheering and rooting for this virgin guy, Colton, to just have sex with the woman. And listen, I'm no prude, but they had a great opportunity there to showcase and promote sex after marriage. But with millions of young viewers watching, they chose to go the other way and promote just the opposite of that. And it's no wonder that so far in 2019 alone, we're only in March here, and in the U.S. there's been over 188,000 abortions, according to abortionclock.org. And I can't help but wonder if that number would start to come down if our pop culture would start celebrating family life more than the bachelor life. So just some food for thought. Hit me up what you think about your thoughts on that. But we are celebrating it all right here. We're celebrating fatherhood, family life, family values right here on this podcast. And I will be right back with first class father, Larry Hagner. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He is the host of the Dad Edge podcast. He is an author, and he is also the creator of the Good Dad Project. This is so cool for me to say Larry Hagner. Welcome to first class fatherhood what is going on 
Okay, let's start here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Hold on, let me do some math here. One, two, four. <laughs> they're all boys. So I have a I have a 13-year-old, I have an 11-year-old, I have a 5-year-old, and I have a 3-year-old. Okay, I'm right there with you. My four kids are 12, 11, 8, and 4, and we got our girl on the final try. So you got, you got a girl. Yep. Are you uh, going for the girl yourself or you're all done? No, we're done. Done, done. Okay. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Oh, wow. So we are into martial arts, uh, football, baseball, uh, hockey, and that, that pretty much sums it up right there. And then next year, basketball. Awesome. Now, do you coach at all or do you like to enjoy it all from the sidelines? No, I do. I've actually been coaching just about every single sport except for hockey for the past four years. And I literally just this season, of football season, I decided to take a step back and enjoy it from the sidelines just because I, I just I wanted to watch my kid and focus on one kid versus focus on 20 kids. So not coaching this year. Yeah, I hear you on that. I love to coach them at the very early stages. And then as the competition increases, I like to step away and go back to the younger ones and have more fun with the young kids. Yep, I I agree. All right, Larry, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so, wow. My background, I started the Good Dad Project back in 2012, and it really just came out of a completely dark spot in my life. Uh, it was a low point in my life as far as being a father, being a husband. Uh, at the time, I only had two kids, but uh, I, I wasn't good at it, and I, you know, I still struggle with it. And Good Dad Project really came out of a struggle. Um, I grew up with pretty much a fatherless environment for half my childhood, and then the other half, I, my mom was usually dating or married to some sort of toxic father figure. Um, my biological father, I actually didn't even meet him until I was 30. So I, and I met him by mistake, actually at a coffee shop here in St. Louis. So that was a pretty interesting story. And uh, yeah, I was just, I was your typical guy, you know, that was just lost with fatherhood. I was good at my job, threw a lot of attention into my job. And that's where I sought out probably the most validation was through my work. And what I found when I started talking openly about my struggles is that I was not alone with that. And there was a lot of other guys who struggled with the exact same things I did. So I, I wrote a book called The Dad Edge, started my podcast, and it's been, ever since then, it's been a four-year journey of it being a public, public platform. Yeah, that's such an interesting story, Larry. And many people, they do struggle with fatherhood, especially when they grow up without a father or a father figure in the home. And there's no doubt there is a fatherless problem facing our country right now at this moment, and it does have uh, devastating results in our society. Now, when did you eventually become a dad uh, yourself, and and did that kind of change the way you looked at growing up without a father? Did not having a dad make you nervous about becoming a dad yourself? Um, I was terrified to be a father just because, like, the majority of my experiences were, were not, they weren't positive. So I was afraid of repeating that when, you know, when I, when I became a father myself. So I, uh, yeah, I just, I had a hard time with it. And, um, that's, that's when I decided to go ahead and take the plunge and just be vulnerable about my struggles and, and just, uh, learn as much as I could about it. Okay, well, I'm curious about this, Larry. What are the topics or subjects that seem to be getting the most attention or the, or the bigger amount of downloads from your listeners? Oh, boy. Um, where do I start? I, so in our mastermind community, and I would say if you look at the data edge, I mean, really the foundation of 
being a man, father, husband, all that good stuff. The five dimensions that we focus on in our community and in, in the podcast is finances is one, health is another, marriage is another, your relationship with your wife, uh, the relationship with your kids, and how you provide. If you ask any man, that's you, those are usually the five worlds that we are constantly orbiting in and we're constantly in. Uh, so I would say pretty much any one of those five men are genuinely interested in. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, men are very interested in how can I take my marriage from good to great? You know, only 17% of marriages in the U.S. actually claim themselves to be thrivingly happy, which is sort of scary. Uh, another one-third of marriages are just happy enough, and another third of marriages are they're miserable, but they won't get divorced, and then the other 50%, they, they get divorced. But marriage is a big one. Um, improving intimacy and sex communication is a big one. I would also say anything financially related or entrepreneur related where men can develop a side hustle and work their passions. Most men are going to a job that they do not like and they're going there for a paycheck. We usually feel pretty trapped and there's a part of us that we want to create, we want to contribute, we want to create something that's of value to somebody else and monetize from that. So that's a big one. Uh, and then, you know, I, I would say um, our struggles with porn is a big one. I haven't done many shows on that out of 380 shows that I've done. I think I've done five on porn. And the funny thing about it is those get a ridiculous amount of downloads and attention. Uh, I, I think a lot of men just want to know more about it. And not just when it comes to ourselves. I mean, we're faced in this particular age and generation, we're faced with uh, the danger, dangerous effects of porn more so than ever. I mean, the, av the average now is that an eight-year-old now gets exposed to porn, and, and a lot of 10-year-olds are watching it on a consistent basis. So our generation of fathers were like, wow, we used to, like, trade our bikes for, like, a Playboy magazine, and now now we're raising kids who are who have full-on access. If they have a cell phone or an iPad or something like that, they can just click and, and see something. So I would say men are really curious about that, not only for their personal lives, but how to raise kids in an environment that – exposes them to porn a lot earlier than us. Yeah, no doubt, Larry. And no matter how many steps we take to block the content on our kids' devices, the minute they walk into the school, I mean, I remember when I was a kid that a one guy in class, he always had the Playboy magazines, and he was the man. We all wanted to be around him to kind of try to catch a peek or sneak a glimpse at, at the magazine. But today, all it takes is for one kid to have an unlocked phone or an unmonitored device, and a simple Google search is going to produce massive amounts of sexual content. And uh, if, if it's the first time a kid is seeing this, it can be very shocking to you know, to see these really explicit sexual acts before they even see a naked girl for the first time. So, I mean, and we're about to have a teenager in our house next month. So we're trying to uh, callous our minds, as David Goggins would say, for what's coming here. But one thing you didn't mention there is the one thing that really keeps me centered through all the struggles that I've had in my life, and that's my relationship with God and my faith, uh, which is so important to me. But along with politics, I don't really get into religion much on my show. Is that similar to what you do? Do you try to avoid uh, talking about religion on, on your podcast? Yeah, so we have guys who, and so I'm, I'm a Christian. Uh, I believe in God. I'm very spiritual. And if you look at all those different five dimensions, health being one of them, uh, under health, there are the subgroups of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. So we do focus on that. However, you know, we, we do tend to stay away from uh, leaning towards a particular discipline when it comes to spirituality in particular because uh, the show is, 
was very large. Uh, we, we've got people from all over the world listening to it. And we have guys who all walks of religious different faiths and disciplines. So I'm pretty open on the podcast about my belief in God. I, I, my, my faith is very, very strong. However, I don't push that on anybody else and obviously don't wrong anyone for their beliefs. Yeah, I don't do that myself. And I think that God being removed from our school systems, along with this fatherless problem that we're having, I think those two factors combined have created just devastating results in our country and in our society. I agree. Time to get an important word from our sponsors and then back with more from Larry Hagner. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Seat Geek. Taking your kids to the ball game is one of the greatest experiences in all of fatherhood. And now, First Class Fatherhood has partnered with SeatGeek, and you could save $20 off your next ticket purchase by using the promo code First Class. That's one word, First Class. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show, a concert. SeatGeek has the best prices for a wide variety of events. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. Get over to www.seatgeek.com and use the promo code First Class to get $20 off your next ticket purchase. SeatGeek.com. All right, well, podcasting is huge right now. I didn't even know what a podcast was until this time last year. You've been in the game for four years now. Did you anticipate this type of uh, explosion with the podcasting market? Could you see this coming? Uh, was it expected? And where do you see the podcasting game headed in the future? That's a good question. I mean, when I first started the podcast, it was uh, a big reason was I did not want to write anymore. <laughs> I I actually despise writing, even though I've written two books. Um, but I, I don't like writing. I like speaking. And I just really wanted to start the podcast. I actually just put something on my Instagram feed this morning that, you know, the podcast this month is four years old. We've done 380 shows, and the, the reach is far beyond what I ever thought it was. I also said that uh, I had 10 good ideas for shows, and then after that I was on God's good humor, you know, to <laughs> figure it out from there. So I really didn't think that the podcast was going to get this big. And as podcasting in general, anybody who wants to create something uh, and they come to me for any type of advice is I'm always like, look, the podcast for me is a foundational part of what I'm trying to do because it serves a couple different things. Uh, It allows the listener to get to know you as a podcaster. You're exposing your own vulnerability, your own struggles, all those things. So it makes you very relatable to the listener. I, I have not once ever said that I was a fatherhood expert, and I think that that really resonates with my audience because I don't think really any of us are. You know, it's we're all trying to figure it out. But the podcast is really a public platform of me learning, and then the audience gets to learn right along with me, which has been great. And as far as what, where podcasting is going, I don't know if it will ever go away. I, I know that we're seeing a huge saturation in the podcasting market. I, I can't even remember the 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 hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are developed each year. I mean, there's a podcast literally for everything. But um, where it's going is it's it's an incredible platform where, you know, the average person can simply create a voice and then connect with amazing people like you have and like I have. And, uh, you know, we're able to have these conversations and learn directly from people who have had different experiences. 
Yeah, I love the platform, Larry. It has given me the opportunity to speak with some incredible people, like you said, and it's even taken me down to Atlanta on the field for the Super Bowl media day. I was able to interview guys like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick about issues that are very important to me, and I'm able to share those conversations with people who can listen at their own leisure. I mean, that's the beauty of it, and and not many there's not many places for men. I mean, we have tons of support groups and communities for women and moms, but the standard response is that men don't like to talk about their feelings. They they don't want to talk about their emotions, uh, about any of these issues. And the podcast gives them the opportunity to listen in on these conversations and they can, it can have an impact on them without them having to actually um, participate in the discussion. I totally agree. All right. Do your kids get involved with any aspect of the podcast? Because one of the most difficult things for me is that I'm always telling my kids to limit their screen time. But since I've been doing this podcast, I'm constantly glued to my screen, either editing or promoting. Uh, So do you get your kids involved? And how do you handle the balance of podcasting and being a dad? Yeah. So now that they're older, I'm trying to get them more involved. I mean, I've had them on the show a few times, which has been fun. Uh, my my 11 year old recently wrote a book, and I had him on the show to, to talk about why he wrote the book. Um, and then, as far they're just now getting to that age where I could probably have them on the show more often to talk about some of the things that we experience, you know, just in our house alone. And I'm not talking about the pretty stuff or the highlight reel. I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. But they know that uh, when I'm on the microphone that I'm trying to talk to as many fathers as I possibly can through the podcast. They really they really enjoy that. They like it. Uh, and then as far as them being a part of it, you know, in the, in the coming probably next 12 months, I'm going to have them on the show more often to talk about some of the things that we're experiencing as a family. Okay, very cool. And one thing I always ask dads that have four or more kids like myself, uh, for, for me and my wife, the hardest transition was going from two to three kids. So I'm always curious, what was the most challenging transition as far as the uh, denomination of kids for you? Without a doubt, going from two to three. I mean, having your first one is like, wow, like that's a lot. And then having two was like, wow, we, we don't have. But going from man to man, as, as everyone calls it, to zone defense, for us, that was that was a huge um, that was a huge change, and I think a lot of it also had to do with the fact that my middle son and at the time when we had my third, they were six years apart. So it was really odd because we had been out of like the diaper phase, the toddler phase. Like my six and eight year old were now playing sports. We were hanging. You know, there was they were easy. There were no more diapers. There was no no diaper bag, no strollers, no nothing. And then when we had our third, it was like literally starting all over again. And the other thing that we realized was my third born at the time, it was almost like he was an only child because like my other two kids, they were orbiting in a world of their own. And my third born, he was kind of like the only child, even though he was the third. Yeah, it's such an awesome experience. I really enjoy it all. And a lot of times when I tell people that I have four kids, I get this double take and people look at me like I'm nuts. Uh, Do you get the same thing as well? I can say wow before they do. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Larry. How about discipline? What type of disciplinarian are you? Are you a timeout guy, a, a spanker? How do you handle it? Uh, I am a timeout guy. Um, I'm, that's pretty much my go-to is timeout or taking privileges. Uh, I have spanked my kids a few times. I, I def, it's not something that I do very often. Um, once in a blue moon. I can't even remember the last time I did it at this point. It's probably been years. But I can't say that I've never spanked. I have spanked in the past. I know that there's a big, you know, people either love you or they hate you when they hear that. But, you know, it it sort of is what it is. It's, it's 
definitely something that I don't do. I don't endorse. Um, but, you know, I, I, I always try to definitely do the timeout or take away privileges first. That seems to be most effective. Okay, good stuff. All right, you've been doing this for quite a while now. What's next for you? Where are you taking this, and what goals do you have for this year and beyond? Yeah, so for this year, what I'm really focusing on is is uh, definitely different, a, a variety of guests on the podcast. You know, there's there's a variety of men that I've been trying to get on the show. Um, working on getting Jocko Willink right now. I just had Lake Babin on uh, about a month ago. Uh, but it's really just trying to bring – uh, more more high-level folks to the podcast. But the other thing I'm doing, too, um, is that I the feedback that I've gotten from our community um, is, is that people hear the same podcast guest on a gazillion shows, right? So everyone has heard Jocko, and everyone's heard Mark Devine, and everybody's heard. So what I'm trying to find now is, like, these people that nobody's really heard of, but they have – an amazing point of view. They have an amazing experience, or maybe they have a book that not many people have heard of. So I'm trying to find those people just to, just to bring different perspective. Like so, the, the podcast guest I just had on a couple weeks ago about porn. Uh, he doesn't have the largest audience and following, but his his uh, his message was so strong and and gave so much value that it really didn't matter if he was high level or not, or well known or not just the fact that you can bring these people that have a, a very strong message to to the show and then to your audience. So that's really what I'm looking for. Awesome. And I'm going to include a link in the description of this podcast episode to the Dad Edge podcast. This way, my listeners can just tap the link, get over there, and check out what you're all about. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Larry, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, the best advice that I have for a new dad is don't go solo. Don't do it on your own. Uh, find a community of fathers. Like I said, we've got the Dad Edge Alliance Mastermind community. Uh, and have other men in your life. I mean, this is key, and this is critical, and this will either make your fatherhood journey or break it. Be open to, um, to, to better conversations, better relationships with other men, that are that really want to be in your life and what i mean by that is every guy out there talks about the surface level stuff you know how's work fine how's life great how's how's jessica she's great fine. Our, our two favorite answers for every single question are good fine sometimes great every now and again right but you have to have conversations with like hey how are things going with your finances how are conversations going with you and your wife about, you know, monthly budgets, that kind of thing. How's your marriage? Is it good? Is it great? Is it thriving? Is it, is it, is it really struggling right now? Like what's going on? How's the connection with your kids? How are you relating to them? When you are open and vulnerable to those types of conversations, you're exposing yourself to better ideas to connect with, with other, other men, not to mention the fact other ideas that are going to improve the connection with your kids, improve the connection with your wife, um, improve your financial situation, even find something to create like a side hustle or a business that's going to fulfill you that will improve your mental and emotional and physical health, all these things that men want to have better conversations. So if you're a new dad, it doesn't matter if you're a new dad, you've been a dad for a while, don't go solo. Isolation is the enemy of excellence. We say that all the time on the show, but that is the one lesson I would share with you. 
Very well said. I love the advice. You are a first-class father. I'm looking forward to checking out your podcast. And I have to say, Larry Hagner, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. You as well, man. Okay, back with a couple of final thoughts in just a second here. Okay, back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Larry Hagner for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. I always love reading your feedback. And then lock it in. We are finishing off the week with a fresh Frogman Friday. Former Navy SEAL Brandon Cruz is going to be joining me right here. The Navy SEALs never disappoint when they join me on the show. And lock it in for next week. We're going to have five fresh episodes, five first-class fathers to hit you with. So we're going to have a lot of fun. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Tales, as tall as a tree, I saw feelings. So-